0: Um. Well, one, I just want to tell all the tech fans that I did not jack the ticket prices up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you hear that, Dustin? We are the
1: premium game for Ferris State this year. One um, of them, anyway. Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreith, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 17 of season four of the Chasing McNaughton podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide. And since Matt's not here, I'll still say this, but it won't be quite as much fun not having him here to annoy him. But recorded from the state of hockey, I'm Tim Brown, your (laughs) host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone. And Rob Gilreith. Hey guys. Uh, as I mentioned Matt's out tonight uh, but with the upcoming schedule with Fair State uh, we reached out to Harrison Watt. Thanks for joining us Harrison. Thanks for having me again. Uh, this week we'll discuss the series with St. Thomas, the FSU-LSSU series and the upcoming series with the Bulldogs and some comments from the Joe Sean Hour. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about the CCHA in general and apparently Harrison has some questions for us so We'll see where this all goes but uh anything i'm missing guys
2: i think we need to do a deep dive in what kind of food gave matt food poisoning <laughs> like, throw off throw general
3: fish? general bets <laughs> yeah we'll
1: find out which uh which restaurant in in grand rapids did it so we don't go there during the gli next year
3: um,
1: <laughs> all right let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsors and we'll be back to chat with harrison watt <laughs>
0: Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the hodag. Look online at fibkedental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com.
3: Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at livoniatech.net. That's L I V O N I A Tech dot net.
1: Uh, welcome back. Let's get right into things, Harrison. How how the Bulldogs looking? We saw them at the G L I. You you guys made us feel a little better uh, with our eight to one shellacking to Western to uh, also allow eight goals. Thanks for doing
0: that to make us to feel a little better about that tournament. I just want to put it out there: we did score two. You did. yeah. (laughs) Two to one. (laughs) Go, dogs.
3: There there were definitely not comments about that as we were recording, hoping that uh, (laughs) it would be more even for both of us. That
0: was a tough day. Um, Went to Lake State. Shut out, Lake State, on Friday. Uh, Felt okay about the performance. We were a little rusty at times. But that was actually our first shutout since January 26, 2019, against... um, team on the road. So we were happy to get a shutout. Noah played really well. Lake State missed like an open net with uh, like four minutes ago. So we got a little luck, but came back the next night. Lake State took a bunch of their offensive contributors out and just decided to pack it in around the net. Goalie hit a good game and we we just couldn't crack him. So it was a tough finish to the series. Happy to split, happy to be five up on Northern now. And we still got games at hand on. Um, everybody except for Bemidji Northern. So we feel like we're in a pretty good place and the guys are excited going into the weekend.
1: Well, That's not what I want to hear. I want you guys to be in shambles
0: and <laughs> at least <laughs> now, going into this
1: weekend. After that, you
0: can find yourself. But keep in mind, this is the team that swept me and Kato on the road and then uh split with me St. Thomas twice. So like nothing, nothing that we do really phases us. Like we were, I was following the guys that I drove up to Lake state and I was following our captain out to the bunch bus. And, you know, I'm expecting them all to be depressed and uh, Brennan McLaren looks at me, and goes on the tech, no big deal. Nothing we can do about it now. So they, I mean, it just, it really just rolls off their back. We know we're not an at large team and it's all about building towards the CCHA tournament. So we're, uh, you know, we feel like we're in a pretty good place. I mean, easy to feel like you're in a good place when, We've got 10 wins now. And last year we finished with 11. And the year before, we didn't beat a Division One team. So, I mean, it's pretty easy to feel good about where we are right now. That's fair.
3: Yeah, it's definitely improving, right? That's got to be the goal every year, right? It's a little bit better, a little bit better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We could score some Sorry. more. Like, I'd like that, but we all would.
3: You guys have had a decent amount of three plus goal games, though.
0: Yeah, but it's, like, three or four. Like, we haven't, like, busted out and hit, like, a seven or eight anywhere. We we haven't done that in a long time. Uh, I would just – we probably could have had eight or nine at Lake State. We hit the inside of, like, four goalposts. Like, not, like, the outside. Like, we hit the inside of the goalpost, and it went out on uh, Friday.
2: On Friday, sure.
0: We could have had eight or nine. Um, But it just hasn't happened yet. So, yeah, we, we get to three or four a decent amount, but then they're, you know, we don't have one guy. We don't have Ryland Mosley. Like we have a bunch of dudes with five goals. So it's scoring by committee for us.
2: That's a line I didn't expect to hear at the start of the season. (laughs) We don't have a (laughs) Ryland Mosley. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't know
0: who was
3: going to step up and be that guy to actually score. All Right. So. Yeah. It's been, it's been nice to, to see him kind of take off.
1: You know what? Two of the top four goal scorers are new to the team, and then Ryland and Asperk. So it's been interesting for sure. To and as much as we have Ryland Mosley, it's Michigan Tech is still very much a team scoring situation. Now Joe talked about that a lot on the show this week, and probably in the part that Rob didn't get to. Um, it just about how you can't like the team can't play as individuals. And part of the reason he thinks the power play is as frustrating as it has been is because they're more of a, they play more of a team game and need to work as a team. And they don't have the individual skill necessarily so that that's, he feels like that's what's hindering the power play, (laughs) but uh, but at the same token, to me, it's like you got a man advantage. You sh- your team play should still work for you. Um, and yeah, forty
3: so, seventh in the country is not where you want your power play to be. Mm-mm. That's uh, less than ideal.
0: At some point, I think it just becomes mental. Like it just it just does because you have, you got Mose can score. You got Kukin can score. I I think that there comes a point where the guys are looking at the number and, and can't figure it out, and then they start gripping the stick when they get on the power play. I mean, do you guys find yourself giving up shorthanded chances a little more often than you'd like? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. I think it's become mental at this point for them. Everybody's gripping the sticks and hoping to be the one, and then they fan on a shot that's going the other way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, that sounds about yeah, we, right
1: from, from what it feels like.
3: We've given up four shorties this year, so that's certainly – not ideal yeah so
1: i don't know what were, did you guys get to matt rob did you watch this
3: weekend
2: oh yeah yeah i, I always watch so there's, you there's rare
3: exceptions when when i don't get through
2: yeah i i listened as much as i could but yeah yeah I, um... they were
3: both two They were two tight games even even friday didn't you know it was two nothing but it's an empty netter and we were under pressure most of the game. St. Well, and we didn't score
1: way. till what halfway through the third to, to long take the enough, nothing lead. Yeah. yeah. So that was a long nail biter waiting for the, the seal to be broken. That game winner on Saturday night. Like the thing for me is tech Saint Thomas is an improved team. I'm a lot less upset that we went three and one against them this year than whatever the hell our record was last year. Um, cause we went to overtime twice, right? At least I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like going three and one against that team, like I think there are a ton of teams that would struggle to win all four games against that team this year. If they got four cracks at it. Um,
3: yeah, and it also had, you know, it's sounds like there's some kind of sickness going around, right? Arvid was in for the the first game, but was out for the second game. Yeah. So, I don't know and that was, was a big playing. loss Sick.
1: between face-offs and just his leadership. The Yeah, yep. like he's a big part of... Joe talked a lot about that on the show today, where he thinks Arvid's probably one of the better leaders, especially by example on the team, which I thought was... Uh, interesting not that i i don't agree it was just more um just an interesting observation that 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 arvid is that pivotal to the team um but it's good like he's he's really good at what he does and, and not having him for faceoffs hurt the team i think joe said he, they gave up five scoring chances on saturday night off faceoffs
3: um oh, one so, of the goals was a direct faceoff play
1: yeah, the last one, and it was terrible. Like the, you could see it happening, and you were just like, "Why? How are we getting beat to the net when we should have had position on that play?" And just let two guys get to the crease with no real defense between them. Um, it was a weird situation, and that part sucked. And then, um, yeah, and then having that one goal not count called not a goal on the ice and reviewed and not called a goal after review. That was frustrating uh, because it certainly felt like it was a goal if you could.
3: Yeah, it it really looked like one with, you know, for the folks that maybe didn't get a chance to watch it. uh, The goalie was in the net and stops the puck inside the net with his glove pretty much on the line or past the line, but you can't really see the puck. From the angles we saw. Did you ever see an overhead?
1: Yeah, it wasn't I don't know if I saw. it was too hard. Like they showed an overhead at some point and it was there, not
2: it was tough. I saw an overhead on Twitter. Like, yeah, I think they that's you where did you it. saw it. Yeah, it was shown on Twitter a few times. But
3: Okay.
2: I having not seen it in real time, just paying attention to the game but not watching it, and then looking at it on Twitter, I, I thought it was pretty inconclusive because you, you could probably make the inference that yes it went over the line but there's no video evidence right. that it went over the line right so that
1: yep. it's and one we'll of those grey areas the
2: yep exactly but it's one of those grey areas that's really tough right what's the, what's the official supposed to do because they're supposed to look for indisputable evidence and there yeah, is no evidence right. in that video
1: yeah no I think it's I, it's frustrating to have a play like that happen that costs you a goal in a one goal game uh, but at the same time, I understand why it was called what it was called. Uh, it just sucks that, that that it it couldn't have been made obvious so it was clear that it was a goal. Um, but St. Thomas is a scrappy team like that, and they've they've put in a ton of effort in improving their game and and being the kind of team. That uh, that Michigan Tech struggles with, and and thankfully they've made it so that they are a team that other teams struggle with. So it's not just Tech losing to them or losing points to them this year, like it was last year. Um, but they yeah, play a really
3: physical. They play a really physical game that seemed to get us a little off of our rhythm. Is what it felt like a lot of the times. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, they, they do a decent job of do a decent job of finishing their checks. Their forechecking is pretty decent. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's how we they were against we us. We had times we struggled to break out the puck, and you, we were stuck in our own zone for a lot longer than we've been this year uh, as we try to break out. So, you know, it was – they played really well.
0: No, that's how they were against us you, know, like, you look at their results recently, and it's like you go back to November 19th, they had a one-goal game with you, swept Lake State, played a good game with Bemidji, then tied Bemidji. Beat us and we're the better team. I mean, they were, they, they beat us up. The next night, we ground them down and won. They lost by one to Duluth in an exhibition. And then, you know, the results this weekend, like you look back at the recent results, you can tell that they're, they're inching closer. They haven't been, have they been blown out this year? I don't know that they have. I can't imagine them really getting uh, see. Yeah.
1: the six to two and seven to two losses are the biggest for them it looks like four so nothing get... to st cloud to start or second game of the year
0: two one goal losses to bg a one goal loss to mankato uh they beat us by three uh one goal loss to us one goal loss to penn state like i mean their numbers are pretty good
3: mm-hmm. yeah they've
0: had so they four beat to alaska. games too alaska is uh I don't know if they're still top 25 in the pair-wise, but they were going into the weekend. So, I mean, they all their results are respectable. They do good health nets, and they're a lot quicker than you think they are, and they're really physical.
3: Yep, and it's all, they're only going to get better from here. I mean, they're right downtown, a new rink announcement is supposed to be coming out, right? I and mean, Weren't they talking about that this week, too? There were some – Yeah, I think it's supposed to about be
1: – I think there's supposed to be an announcement, was it sometime this week?
0: It's coming up, yeah, soon.
1: tomorrow maybe. Probably between the time that we record this and publish it, so they, they already the have like
2: is. an announcement, non-announcement, basically. Like it's well, they're supposed to be, to be like a, a public.
1: <laughs> there's supposed to be like a public gathering sometime this week where they make an announcement that we quote unquote don't know what it is yet, even though we're.
0: Yeah,
1: ninety-nine well, percent sure it's the new hockey ring.
2: They left the cat I, out of the bag months ago.
0: I can tell you Rico told us after we played them in December that it was coming and it was the arena is what this is. Yeah. So if it's not, then Rico just lied to our faces.
2: We'll find out. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Rico let it go like in a preseason interview with somebody saying that there's, there was a question about recruiting and he's like, well, it's a lot easier to recruit now that we know that we're going to have an on-campus arena, you know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it sounds like that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, that makes sense. Uh, So Harrison, I know we don't have you for the whole podcast tonight because you've got to get some sleep and get up and and go somewhere tomorrow. But the the series this weekend in Ferris, right? Uh, What are your thoughts on tech coming down to Big Rapids this weekend?
0: Um, Well... One, I just want to tell all the tech fans that I did not jack the ticket prices up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, did you hear that, (laughs) Dustin? We are the premium game for Ferris State this year. That's it. Anyway, I just want you to know that you guys are going to be, unless we have like three Big Ten teams in, your series in Big Rapids from now until the end of time will be a premium game because you sell some. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So not used to that. Oh, it's great! I love it. Actually, it's kind of fun. Um,
2: I, I feel I think good. We used about to be it. the we used to be like the discount game when uh, you know yeah. all the youth hockey teams went when we went to like North Dakota. <laughs> yeah. See, the, there's a
0: youth hockey tournament here this weekend, and it's a big. It's like a 12 team tournament, and we still jack the prices up. So those little like 12 year olds got to get twenty dollars tickets. <laughs> in. I have no sympathy for any of them. So <laughs> buy our ticket. <laughs> um, I feel good about it. I mean. You know, I, I want to find a way to say this where it's not, like, offensive, but I like the matchup. I think it's even, whereas we have dis- we have very clear disadvantages with a couple of other teams in the league. And I think our there might not be a clear advantage with you guys, but we're such a similar style team that I think it, it gives us a good 50-50 shot at w- to win games. and with Especially other teams, at home. Yeah, especially at home. And we haven't been home in 40 days. Um so our guys are going to be excited to be back at home. Big crowd, at least Saturday. So the guys are pretty jazzed up and ready to go. I, you know, and it's a tough place, as Blake would tell you. Um, we had, I wouldn't say we had our way with him last year, but we cracked him a number of times last year for goals that people want back. And um, while I don't feel, you know, over the moon that we're going to crack him for five goals in either game, I know the way that we're playing right now that I feel like we have a good chance to win one game. Whereas last year when you came, it was like, we're just here to hang on for dear life and hope. So, <laughs> and we got two, overtime- <laughs> we got two overtime games out of it and that was good for us, but that's not good enough for us anymore. So our results tell us that uh, we need to be better than that.
1: I I am, you know, talking about the, the change of expectations. I am very happy that the league itself is much improved top to bottom. The biggest problem is we need to find a way to win like five more non-conference games <laughs> as a league, just to put because it's because this team is this league. I mean, part of it you can show with Cratch, where it's showing that Minnesota State's ninth, and Michigan Tech is thirteenth, Bowling Green would be eighteenth, and Bemidji twenty-five. Uh, you know, it's not like it's such a meat grinder within the league, but because we can't get over the hump because we're playing some of the best teams in the country non-conference and struggling, like it just, it just puts that damper on the conference as a whole where, you know, unless Michigan Tech can win three quarters of its games the rest of the way, and not win the conference tournament, we're a one bid league. Like I don't think, I don't think Minnesota State can win its way to uh, an at large bid. Maybe it can. They, I don't
2: they'd think. have
0: to win out pra- practically. I think they would. I do think so. Um, well, I mean, one are bad because we were not good in the non conference. BG was also not good.
1: Nobody in the conference was except
0: Tech. Yeah, you guys have seven non conference wins and a couple of really good ones. I mean
1: And the league as a whole has what?
0: I don't know. Bemidji's usually better than they were this year in non-conference. Um I don't Northern think Northern I don't think was awesome. Yeah, it's it's a shame because these are I wish we could all play our non conference games after the holidays because that's when we seem to be like have our feet underneath us and we come out of the gate playing them October and nobody's figured out who they are yet.
3: Mm-hmm. It's one of the things we always talk about that, and that's something we've, we've we've mentioned that same problem too. Why is it always that we can't figure out who we are in October, but everybody <laughs> we play does? Just
2: our league, you know?
3: Yeah, it yeah. seems like that's a, a general CCHA
2: issue, right? We except we for late, except for Mankato lately. The last several years, Mankato's come out of the gate and played really well. And they've been—I mean, they've been on another level, though. I
0: mean, they were—they've—they've been so far head and shoulders above us, and, you know, if you get into a playoff series with them, you can beat them, but, like, you know, talent-wise, they've just been so far ahead of a lot of us.
2: Well, that's that's the difference between having a roster that is, you know... Reloading. Line line in, line out, national championship caliber compared to, you know, competing to get into the tournament.
3: Yeah. Well, they've been surprising this year, though. They're definitely not... I mean, Matt would... uh... Matt would certainly hit on the fact that you know missing uh, their goalie uh, has proven to mean something, where you know <laughs> all the talk of it not meaning anything and it has, right? So they've uh, they've not been the team that they've been the past few years, and you know is McKay the reason for it? Maybe maybe he is, right?
1: But but yeah, so I mean, here's so where did my tag tab go? So the CCHA has won twenty five non conference games. Michigan Tech has seven. Minnesota State has five. So they have half of the conference's non-conference wins.
3: The two teams. Yeah, that's less than ideal.
1: Okay. Yeah. But a lot of it goes to their four and eleven against the Big Ten and three and fourteen and four against the NCHC. And they have a winning record against the independents. A winning record. They're crushing the ECAC, one and one against Hockey East, and one and one against Atlanta Hockey. Uh, who was that that played Atlanta Hockey? Was that you? Are bad. Yeah. Um Our bad. So, not that you can project it, but like, if you swapped a handful of those games for more games against the East eastern teams we'd we'd have we'd probably be 32 25 and 4 instead of 25 32 and 4 but because we play the big 10 and and the nchc so much it's just really hard uh, to get anything that like that's what i think that's why cratch has our teams generally higher than pairwise because it's accounting for the fact that our non-conference schedule is tougher than other conferences, non-conference
2: schedules. But it, it, I, I think, and I'm not an expert on cratch, but I also think that part of it is it takes into account that the worst teams in our league are the ones that are losing a lot of these games. And it's not punishing the higher teams in the league as much for the, lo- the, the worst teams in the league's losses. Whereas Pairwise does. Whereas yeah. pair, Pairwise does, yeah. So, yeah. like, St. Thomas and Lake State being at the bottom of the league, their losses to you know, Michigan and Wisconsin, I know that Lake State lost to both of them. Yeah. St. Thomas plays a tough non-conference schedule. L- those losses don't affect the Yeah, team, like, the a team loss to, to
1: Minnesota isn't going to hurt those teams as much because they're losing to the number one team, according to – crash so it doesn't like you lose a lot less because you're losing to a better team it's it's when you it's it's when you do what tech did this weekend that your crash drops and we went from i think ninth to 13th this weekend in crash because Uh we lost to a team we split with a team that's worse than us now in the grand scheme of things winning three out of four against any team is is fine in my book i mean michigan tech won games against the good teams back in the day one out of four like uh i don't know it's it's just interesting that you know we only played two games against atlantic hockey we only played two games against hockey east uh Fair state split their series tech beat bu and i don't actually know who the other hockey east game was did Lake state play. get to play somebody in that tournament?
0: Uh yeah. Clarkson is in what league? ECAC. The,
3: that's ECAC. Yeah, Clarkson and
2: Slew yeah, are both in no. ECAC. But,
1: but who did, did 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 uh did Lake State get to play somebody from Hockey East in the 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 Milwaukee tournament?
0: No, they played Clarkson and Wisco. Or no, they played UMass.
1: Yeah, so UMass, that's the one.
0: Yeah, that was the one. And- yeah. But I mean, those teams act like, to generalize honestly, they act like Michigan
2: is the other side of the planet. Like you don't see B yeah. coming, you don't see oh. U coming to Yoast. But the, the, no. the, the Boston teams complain about having to go to Maine because it's too far of a road yeah. trip. No, it's really the outlier in hockey. <laughs> they they'll go
0: play. They can go play Cornell and Princeton on a weekend because it's close. And yeah, you know no, they. A lot of,
1: they don't have to come this way and they don't. And that's how we end up with what we have. It's just it, the problem with pairwise is even if the CCHA is the third best league, it's very hard for pairwise to kick that out properly when we're losing so many games to the top two conferences.
0: Yeah. And I mean, a lot of our budgets in our league are not, well, I'd say about half or Budgets in our league are not sufficient to fly us out to a hockey school because some of those schools are not big money athletic schools. Some of them are. Um, so they're not going to give you a guarantee potentially. One that would warrant you flying out there. They're long trips. We already have long trips. Like, we got to go to Bemidji. That's 14 hours for us. So why add another one on? Yeah. Uh, so it's, t- it's tough. I, I well, like, and, it,
1: and it doesn't help anything that the – like the Minnesota schools like to play the Minnesota schools and St. Cloud and Duluth and North Dakota are some of the best schools in the country year in and year out. So it's not, you know, playing more games against CC and o- Omaha would be good, but they're further trips and they're less, like, you're less likely to get a home-and-home home with them to to make your fans happy to get to see them. So it makes, like, it's hard because you have those different uh, the different pulls on on your your limited number of games. So I get why Bemidji always plays North Dakota cuz North Dakota's willing to do a home and home and Duluth is willing to do a home and home. They just need to win more than occasionally in those games and it makes a big difference when they don't.
0: Yeah, and like for us like if we say Boston College is coming to town, our fans don't care, but if we say Michigan right. State, Michigan State is coming to town. It's like the end of the world. So yep. And yeah. you know, I mean, even Western Michigan is a much better draw than, for obvious reasons. But it's tough. I want to ask you guys this question though, about playoffs, I had to steal, steal the direction here.
1: No, that's fine. And do you want to wait till Dustin steps back, or you good?
0: We we can wait a sec. But it's a it will be a question about um, where we're at right now do we think we're going to end up here? Cause one of the math models has us coming back to you guys in the playoffs, which I'm sure you're looking forward to. Um, but it, it's just about, is there anybody you really want to play in the first round of the playoffs? Because I keep looking and I don't know that I see a matchup that I really like for anybody.
3: I don't think there's anybody in, in the league with maybe the exception of Lake state. And even for us, playing Lake state tends to be a bit of a crapshoot uh, with just kind of like the, the little mini rivalry, if you will, there. Right? right. So no, there's not really anybody that I'd say I, I, I want to play uh, of the bottom four. I mean, I'm hoping that we end up in the top, which I think at this point okay. I would hope is how we end up. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see anybody in there that I would necessarily pick. Out of that, group. I, I want to play Northern.
1: Everybody. That's what I want to play. I want to play Northern.
0: Don't ruin it because it's not yeah. part of the question. When Dustin comes back, this, whole, this is like the longest drum roll ever. Yeah. But <laughs> while we're waiting for Dustin, <laughs> the one
1: other thing that I wanted to, to touch on is the the Bowling Green sweep of Bemidji State actually helped flip that comparison for Tech. Because uh, they finally played Bowling Green, which we are one and one against, and host. Later this year, right? Is that right? Think so. do we host them yet? We ooh, play them ooh, again. Yeah. Do we host them? I don't. I think we do.
3: Bowling greens at home. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, we already played it. Is, in, are they carnival Ohio.
3: this year? Uh yes, okay. it would be. Yeah. So seeing they are the only home games of February. I'm gonna go with yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've got a bit of a weird schedule. We only have three home games left. The, the rest of this year is on the road for us. Which ah,
1: is,
0: seems... Right. Right.
3: Yeah, that's right.
0: That, t- that wouldn't bother me for you guys, because goaltending and defense t- tend to travel in hockey. So you guys Yeah, a- except we play... We don't play...
1: We're done with... Our season, February, we're done with Lake state. We play... Uh, yeah, we have a not fun schedule left, but but that's the nature of our conference now, too, I think. Like, it's not... Yeah, well, yep, February's Bo-
3: Bemidji, Bowling Green, and Lake and Minnesota State. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's tough.
1: So yep. yeah, we we go to Ferris. We got the home and home with Northern. Go to Bemidji, which I'll be there. Host Bowling Green for carnival, then get a week off, and then go to Mankato to end the season. With, I'm sure plenty on the line for both teams. It'll just be different things, I'm guessing. But that
0: it's a, a tough finish
1: for
3: you guys. It that is. Yeah, I don't I honestly think it could be worse looking at the at the uh, <laughs> the at the standings. That's the other top four teams.
0: So I, I want to ask you guys this one. We get Lake State, which is a geographical rival. Bemidji gets St. Thomas instead of Minnesota State, who they've always kind of been paired with that last weekend. Minnesota State gets you guys and Northern gets BG. I remember back in the day we all used to kind of play our rival that last weekend. Would you guys rather have Northern? I mean Anyone would rather have Northern probably than Minnesota State. But do you guys you know, I, you I don't have really
1: know? I, left? I, I prefer, well, I, I, I hate the fact that home, like senior night is carnival Saturday. I hate that.
3: Yeah, that's not yeah, right. That, that's really weird this year for sure.
1: Um, But I don't, the whole, the, the reason I'm happy to not play Northern that weekend is because it's a weekend. That the students are gone, like that's the start of spring break, right? Or come back from spring break? I forget which. No, it's the
0: start because spring break always ends for you guys. The first round of the playoffs, I think.
1: Yeah. So I'm happy to, to to, not have a home and home that weekend. Okay, that makes more sense. And not (laughs) have like I'd rather be at home against somebody else, but yeah, I'm happy to not be playing. Um, yeah but home, Northern, on, home and home
3: against home and home against Northern is nice you both get a home game in the last weekend I kind of like that playing the rival just boosts the playoff style atmosphere to it and Northern is going to draw whether the students are there or not right so yeah, except the, the students be are like full.
1: a third of the building now and if they're not there those seats don't get sold do they
3: yeah, northern games are still decently full no matter what. That's um, true. And I think it is. In all I honesty, students students will stick around or come back early, a lot of them, especially the Misfits group, right? For for a yeah. northern game. So, yeah. You, of any game to have on that break, if it's going to be at home, northern's probably the best one to do it with. <laughs> or on the road. Or go on the road and have it not matter that it's friendly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, I, I from a. From a planning perspective, I think the best thing that Michigan Tech can do is be playing a team like Mankato or Bowling Green that's too far to have planned a trip for for Misfits uh, anyway, or you know, a difficult trip that you probably would choose something else, especially since it's spring break
0: weekend. Well, also, um, the, good, the good news for you guys is you guys go – like in terms of pair wise, if you can manage to get wins or a win that weekend, that helps as you go down the stretch. You get BG late, so that could help you as well. Yeah. Whereas, like a loss to Northern, right? That's back gonna be could be tough.
3: Hurts a ton, yeah, especially this year. Yep. Yeah. But
0: yeah,
3: it'll be uh February is gonna be real interesting. It's. You know they're set up right now to to make the tournament pairwise wise, right? So, and we've we've talked about this before. Folks that are usually at this position and in the pairwise slots at this point of the year typically make the tournament, but that that back end of February is is going to be tough, I think.
1: Yeah. All right. So Dustin, while you were gone, Harrison had a question for us. Why don't you drop it again, Harrison?
0: All right. So we're going to play a fun game called playoff roulette. And I want each of you to answer this question. All right. We could we can all five or all four of us can answer this in a different way. Season ends today. You're playing Northern Michigan at home. You have alternative options based on, you know, what could happen down the stretch. Let's just say, you know, anything could happen, but let's say your alternative options are you host Ferris or you host St. Thomas. Would you rather have Ferris, St. Thomas, or Northern Michigan at home in the first round? One by one, I want to hear your answers.
1: Well, I already said Northern before you yeah. gave us choices. I just picked Northern because I'd rather have the, the rivalry and the matchup than Ferris or St. Thomas.
0: Yeah, I figured you wouldn't want to see any part of St. Thomas after that.
3: I'm not Sure. I, I I'm mean, gonna say I don't want to say sure. the exact same answer as Tim and go with Northern, but I don't know. We've lost once to you guys already this year. We've lost yeah, to I, St. Thomas already this year, so both of you guys feel dangerous to us, right?
1: Except they're all except they'd be at home.
0: You're gonna be at home no matter I'm not gonna say no matter what, but in this scenario, you're at home.
1: Yeah and it's
0: the end of spring break, so keep in mind your crowds are probably not gonna be Normal uh, mechanics electric, but probably still pretty good.
2: I'd say, I mean, obviously, the obvious answer is you don't want to play you guys. That's you you definitely don't want to play Ferris. Are you saying that to make me feel good,
0: or are you saying that (laughs) no? I I think
2: it's the toughest matchup for tech, and I think fair out of those three teams, Ferris is the most dangerous team out of those three, at least right now. Interesting. I want have said that at the start of the year, but I think the way that well, the I think has progressed. Ferris is the most Ferris, team out of those three. Ferris and St. Thomas both play a style
1: that frustrates Michigan Tech. Northern does not do that, but Ferris that's is true. better than St. Thomas, so that's why I would I would rank them Northern, St. Thomas, Ferris in the order of what I'd want. But I. Northern, the gap between Northern and St. Thomas is pretty big to me, just because I feel like we, like, first off, I don't think the team has a, uh, like, they don't have an expectation to beat Northern, like, like they might with Ferris or St. Thomas. Like, I just feel like they go into that game. With a better mindset too, not just not just playing styles. Like it's a rivalry game, so you're always up for that. It's never a. Uh, I don't feel like there's going to be any complacency playing that, that. Playing Northern, that could happen with both Ferris or St. Thomas. Depend um, maybe that won't happen depending on this weekend or the attitude of last weekend. Um, but yeah, I I pick Northern. But I don't really want to play, like, I think that's one of the things about this league this year is, like, I don't want to play Lake State either because we they've had our number, even if they haven't had anybody else's
0: number. Uh, So, yeah. So mine, where I'm looking at is we're going to Bemidji in the first round, and our alternatives would be at Tech or at Mankato. And I think it's pretty obvious what my choice would be, but here are my reasons (laughs) why. One, if I never had to go to Bemidji again, it would be too soon. (laughs) That trip, that trip is—it's a great rink. It's a good town, good people. That's a long drive, right? That is the worst effing trip. It's fourteen hours up and over. And that's in good weather, which, like, right now we have, but knowing us, we won't have it because it, we came back from <laughs> tacking the night. We came back from tack in the night storm last year. It was the worst. Yeah. We actually stayed overnight after we lost because it was too dangerous to drive. Um, would I want to go to Mankato? No, not after sweeping them there. <laughs> because confident I'm pushing your luck. <laughs> I think they're, they're going to remember that. I think if I have to play them, I only want to play them in a one gamer. So I think the obvious choice, and it's still not doesn't make me feel awesome, is coming to you guys. Although that'd be good for me because we haven't played, we weren't going to play there this year, and I love that trip.
2: So. And I've seen I think from your point of view, I would have made the same choice too. Yeah. Yeah, stylistically yeah, we don't I, really I'm right there with you.
0: Us and Bemidji don't really match up as well as I'd like. And I mean, Mankato, like, let's be real, we swept them, but you guys saw the the stat. So I mean Yeah. You can't hide Well I mean you
1: you don't you don't want your season to end on the team that you picked to stink this year, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god You guys are never going to let me forget that I thought they were going to be terrible They've been awesome
1: I mean, it made sense It really did on paper, right? But it's the territory team So it never plays out that way In my
0: my game notes last week I have like a scouting the other team section And the first sentence was Picked by one writer to win the CCHA For Lake State (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was a little shot in at uh timmy and then uh <laughs> this week was picked by their own coach to not do very well
2: <laughs> i, I yeah, put he, it better than that but
0: that that was one of the questions
1: on the joe show today was how is the te- like i laughed at it because i'm like have you not been listening all year because <laughs> the yeah. question was how has the team been doing compared to your expectations yeah, Joe's been every week joe tells us what his crap. expectations were <laughs> like how think, are you uh, i feel like it was a uh like a an egging him on kind of question to get him to say it again this week kind of thing <laughs> i think the, sure, better, sure.
0: the better question for joe the next joe show and someone should email this in is how has the team reacted to you telling them they were only going to win five games and now they have 15 wins to see if they're trolling him at practice and stuff? Because I could 100% see that.
1: Oh, I, <laughs> I believe it. Like, I'm... <laughs> I would be I, willing to add. but Part of me feels like Joe has been saying that all year and the team has taken it as bulletin board material, but it's working. So why would Joe stop doing it?
2: Right, like <laughs> yeah, just just they keep like it down. if he
1: just keeps reminding them that he didn't even think they'd be this good, and they keep using it as motivation to be this good, why on earth would he stop? Because yeah, it's, it's working. working. Good point. He, he's got he's got his thumb pressed on this team's motivation, and it seems to be working. So yeah. as much as it gets annoying hearing him say it week in and week out that. I didn't think that you know I wasn't sure they were gonna win five games, and here we are at what fifteen
3: now?
2: Like he said a lot of other things week in and week out in past seasons that are a lot more annoying than that. Like no, I agree.
1: (laughs) But like I think his number of five is low, but I didn't expect them to be fifteenth, thirteenth in the pairwise in January. I didn't think they had a chance. I mean, I thought they had a chance because they 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 had a good schedule with opportunities to win games, but if you'd have told me they'd be getting quality win bonuses from sweeping Alaska, I would have laughed at you. Like I never expected yeah. Alaska to be sitting 20th in pairwise right now. And if they can win out and they have a pretty easy schedule, they should stay there and give us some quality win bonus. Um, and then you've got a, a legit win against BU. You got the the overtime winner against Michigan State that would have been better if it could have been regulation. But I'm also glad they didn't lose in, in
2: regulation. Um, Mankato win against Mankato, winning a tie against Mankato, right? Is that what it was. I don't even know
1: anymore. Um, but yeah, like they yeah. they they've done a shootout really loss really well this year. So it's. Uh, like, I didn't expect this, but I've said it the last few weeks. Michigan Tech feels like that prototypical team after the team that was supposed to do something. Like, they are finding a way to take the lessons they learned last year and turn it into victories when they weren't expected to be this good. And sometimes those are the teams that just find a way to win and do things they're not supposed to do. Because they got the experience last year, um, now granted, you know, like you added a guy like Jack works who didn't play a whole lot for a championship team, but like this definitely feels like a team that is just like, like expectations be damn, we're going to go win games because you didn't think we could and. They've got a chip on their shoulder and they're playing like it and they're finding ways to win games. Now, a lot of it to me is just like they're finding a way to win, but a lot of it is coming back to Blake Pietula playing really well.
3: Yeah, he's stolen some games that definitely could have gone the other direction had he not be the guy that's in between the pipes for sure. No, he hasn't. He's the stealing games is a little
1: is a little far because like even the like he made some spectacular saves against BU but you look at the expected goals and it was even. Like we didn't we it wasn't like the fair state Minnesota state weekend you know where it's like 5 to 1 <laughs> but they but the score was the other way around. And those games happen. That's what's great about hockey is they can happen but like the I think Jay-z published them from from the weekend and I was actually kind of surprised that it was the way it was now granted some of that's because I didn't actually watch a whole lot of those games I listened to them so you get a different perspective of you know how nervous Dirk got every time BU had a quality scoring chance yeah that's that they didn't meta. finish and then and it wasn't and I think part of it too is, the way the game went, the tech scored on what three of their first six or seven shots, but over yeah, it the course was, uh... of the game, they earned three expected goals. So it wasn't like it, and they sh- they had other opportunities that were probably better scoring chances that they didn't score on. So it just evened out over the course of the game. But the the game flow of being up three nothing just was interesting. So.
3: It definitely was an interesting game from a. Uh, that's that's one of the few games this year where I felt like we've sat back and just absorbed for a majority of the game. You know, a lot of the times it's a little more even. That game, it felt like we were just getting under siege the whole time. You know, they could have easily been the Western game <laughs> goals against us. It felt like for me watching yeah. that one,
1: and that and a lot of that is goes back to. What I said on the on the live the GLI live show where it was, I didn't expect Blake to make any of those saves against Minnesota or against uh, Western, but a Richter finalist, like a a guy that's a Richter nominee or however they're doing that, uh, and a guy who probably should be a Richter and tender. Finalist I this think year. is the word I saw. This uh, time so like far? he like. You don't expect him to ever make those saves when he's left out to dry, but a Richter finalist is going to make some of those. Now, granted, he just didn't make any of them that day, and he made some of them against BU, and he's made plenty throughout the year. Um, But, yeah, his biggest weakness so far seems to be that he just – he doesn't have a comfort level with a breakaway, right? He's just not one-on-one against him. I think they've got it figured out what to do.
3: He stopped one this weekend, though. Oh, he had a breakaway this weekend. He was able. To, uh, he came up the gun. Did he? With a yeah, with a uh, stick side pad save, I think. Okay, so there's there was one All right. this weekend, I believe. You know, we haven't been to a shootout in a while, so we haven't got to see that fun.
2: Thank God. I want to give you guys a
0: a note about the team vibe for Michigan Tech, since I was behind the scenes for one of them. I'm not going to go i not going to completely repeat the quote that I heard after you beat Michigan Tech in overtime or Michigan State in overtime, but it was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so like we joke now in the discord that there's like a Ferris Michigan Tech like bromance going on and at the GLI <laughs> was really real. Like we're, so our locker rooms are next to each other and we're in the tunnel underneath. Like we're coming out and Joe's like fist pumping our guys and they're coming off the ice and we're fist pumping Joe and, and your guys. It was pretty funny. <laughs> So, what happens is I'm walking by so text in the Griffin's locker room. And I'm walking by, I see Max Fredrickson is in there. He's got his video feed hooked up, and they're just like right inside the door. So, I kind of nodded my head at him. It was as the game, it was right before you guys scored to force overtime. And he just kind of waved me in. So, I'm watching the game over his shoulder. I hear the goal. 10 seconds later, I see it on the screen. We're celebrating again. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're going to overtime. Well, our coach Bob comes around the corner. And just – I want to watch this too. So now you got another team's coach, the other team's broadcaster, and one of Michigan Tech's coaches, like, huddled around a laptop watching this game, like, all cheering. We're cheering for a team that we have nothing to do with because the non-conference part of it. The game goes overtime. We're, like, sitting there, like, jumping up and down with Max every time something happens. Um, you get a power play, and – in overtime. And Max is like referencing the overtime power play where you guys got scored on. Who's it against Lake state?
1: Yeah. I think so. So
0: He's like, Oh, let's hope this isn't a repeat of this again. And Bob goes, no way, no way, man. We got this. Like he goes, we got it. Bob, we got to play in like 30 minutes. And (laughs) they score the goal. All three of us are celebrating. And it was just kind of a weird surreal moment. Then your guys come back down the tunnel and this is where I can't repeat exactly what was said, but I'll repeat part of it. Um, and we're fist bumping your guys. We're like, hell yeah, nice job, nice job. And somebody goes by me into the tech locker, and one of the guys, and starts yelling, the Big Ten sucks. The Big Ten's <laughs> terrible with a couple of F bombs in there. And me and Bob are like beside ourselves laughing because it was so funny. And I, I wonder, I still wonder <laughs> to this day, but it was like everybody's, even after getting bombed by Western the night before, just like the togetherness. Even though they might not have been that sharp against Michigan State, it was pretty cool to see. You guys have a really good, good group and a good vibe going.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I think you dropped that in the Discord, didn't you?
0: I did. It's really. I've. I was like in tears laughing when the kids said it because it was said a lot (laughs) funny. I said it, but it was really.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I think we all I think we all took we all took a vote and guessed that it was Ryan O'Connell who came here from Ohio State that was our best yeah, I, guess
0: that's possible <laughs> I it was behind me and I was looking the other way but I I could no, I don't expect you me. to even tell us if you
1: even knew but that's, oh, that's I, was, I would I that's thought the I was guess so, so yeah. I, I thought it was I thought it was hilarious and spot on because yeah um, Michigan State having to play in the third place game and finishing fourth um, which is which has changed my life because now I don't have to worry
0: about being the jinx at the GLI anymore <laughs> Well, I can promise you that Bob will not be cheering for you this weekend, nor will I. <laughs> but I cheer, for everybody to, I cheer for everybody to have a good time and enjoy their hockey. Yeah.
1: Well, I, it is a good attitude, I mean, especially when you're in the same building. But obviously, the CCHA should be rooting for the CCHA in non-conference because of pairwise and how the system works. Uh, it's such a big deal that uh, – like there's no reason not to be hoping that the our conference does better in non-conference overall
0: yeah but would would bowling green be the same would northern be the same probably not because we're we're a lot more fun than both of them northern (laughs) like i feel like
1: the attitude might be a little different of like the high fives and stuff coming in and out of your locker rooms but deep down, I'm guessing both those teams would be rooting for Tech to beat Michigan State.
0: Yes, of course, of course. It just
1: might not be as quite as outward as the the bromance. Yeah, I get that.
0: No, we're just here to have a good time.
3: Yeah. No, I mean, I despise Northern with most fibers of my being, but if they are, (laughs) if they're playing non-conference or if they're playing uh, in, in the actual tournament, I'm still rooting for them from the CCHA standpoint uh it's either that or just get completely embarrassed i'm fine with that too <laughs> you
2: know we, we, we saw the same thing with when we were out in marquette after that yeah championship game how many northern fans even though they were there celebrating after beating their team we had multiple northern yeah. fans that came up to us and said okay now go win go win a, in the tournament yeah. we'll be cheering for you you
0: know
2: yeah, like, yeah. UP power, right? that, that's a up yeah that's a UP, UP, up power yeah
3: and he, any team that leaves the UP gets the whole UP behind it. It doesn't matter which one <laughs> it is, right? It can be your biggest rival, and they go downstate to play a downstate team, or leave, you know, leave to go play a, a, a tournament. Otherwise, you're you're getting the whole the whole UP gets behind you. That's kind of a neat thing about the region itself. Maybe the
2: answer you know, is the, the UP needs to annex Big Rapids. <laughs> 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 no, yeah. you is. get.
0: Yeah, it's it's such a funny vibe. I've I'm friendly with other coaches, but like the the last like year and a half with Michigan Tech has been really funny. The interactions I've had with Michigan Tech people, it's all everyone's always been polite, but like it's just it's really everybody's, everybody's And I guess uh, I guess we'll find out if that holds up this week, and I'm gonna guess not. <laughs>
3: No, it's, uh, I don't know, it's one of the fun things about hockey in general, though, too, and with, with few exceptions, when you're traveling, for the most part, hockey fans just want to talk hockey, right? Yeah. Uh, you get, you get, uh, you get a good conversation no matter where you are. I mean, out, out in Denver, we talked to, uh, up there, how long did we talk to that guy uh, in between games <laughs> uh, that was a Denver fan? It was quite a while, right, Just just talking about Denver and, and his uh, his daughter that was there with him uh, from who was a I don't even know what jersey she was wearing anymore. I don't remember. But you just BS about talk- hockey for long long periods of time. You show up on a long trip with a tech jersey on somewhere, and people know at least around from a hockey perspective, they know you're not northern. They know you're not uh, Michigan or, or you're not Michigan State. It's it's the big media that screws it up. The fans themselves know there's a difference, which is nice.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure from oh, a Denver perspective, Minnesota. it helps that we had we have history with that program. Um, just a little bit, yeah, just a little bit, <laughs> a little different, but yeah. I had a question for you, and I lost it, Harrison. I guess, I guess, from a from from a a wide view, we're we're in the home stretch here. Who do you think is going to win the McNaughton Cup?
0: Mm. Well, before this weekend, I was going to say Bemidji.
1: Yeah, they kind of really hurt their chances there.
0: I, you know, if you're asking me BG or the field, I'm taking the field. Because I, you know, with the games in hand, they've got a tough schedule. I I don't know that I believe. I'm not in the BG train yet. So I'll tell you that much. (laughs) I just. To be frank with you, it could still be Mankato. They're starting to finish more. They're starting to – I think they're a little ornery after that first half, and they're clearly playing better. Uh, I'm not particularly excited to see them them next weekend. And I'll tell you after next weekend after I see them, if I feel the same. But I think it could – I really think it could be them. I – no, I think it's a fight. It's a dog fight for second place, but –
1: you know, one of the things that has frustrated me this year more than normal is I really like I get it, but I also am really annoyed that and I'm sure it's because things get shuffled to make room for certain non-conference series, but I don't like the fact that Bowling Green has played four more games than three teams. Like it's just weird to me that it that we don't have like it feels weird to me that there has been no point this season where they came back to the same number of games after a weekend.
0: No, but to be honest, they're gonna have to sweat it out now. And
1: no, I I, I know that. I just don't like the fact that like once a month we aren't we aren't at the same number of games, kind of thing. Yeah, no, I like I like, I, I want I want some pull positions where I can be like, all right, we're all even now. What's it like? And then it goes away again for a month because a couple teams have weeks off or everybody has a week off in February at some point kind of thing. And it's just frustrating that it like it, it, it's so out of whack that like Bemidji's 10 points behind Bowling Green, but they have four games in hand right now. Like yeah. now yeah, the top half of the, the table is that's huge. Like they could, they yeah. can still win it. I mean, uh, you know, text two. I got, got two games in hand, but they're seven points back, so they need some help. But I also don't expect Bowling Green to to win out, so it's not.
0: Uh, I, don't, I mean, have you guys played BG yet?
1: Yeah, we split in Bowling Green, and then we host them for Carnival.
0: I, so they beat us six nothing the one night. and We just didn't play well at all. I there was no part of that game where I was sitting there like these guys are awesome. I think they're solid, but you know. What time do I have? I have ten thirty already. Um What I, I just—they don't scare me. They—they've they've got a good line. They've got a goalie that can really heat up, but that's not a team that I—I I see that I—that I just shake in my boots every time I see them.
1: Yeah. Well, I—I I, I agree, and it's why when I was asked on the CCHA podcast about who I thought could win it, I didn't name them, <laughs> like. I kind of forgot about them cuz they've just kind of been out front but with but with more games played for a long time and I just think it's going to catch up to them by somebody. I don't know who necessarily. I do think Minnesota State has the best shot at it, but Michigan Tech, Bemidji and Ferris could all go on a roll, I think and win it. Now I don't I do put Ferris kind of at the bottom of that, but like just because they're that far behind, even if they, they're only two points behind Bemidji with the same number of games in hand on Bowling Green. It's just, I I think it's still a four team race with Ferris having an outside shot. I don't think Northern really has a chance because they're just so far behind, but like anybody who like, I, I just don't expect Bowling Green to continue to do what they're doing. And stay at the conference pace that they have been and pull it off i really think either minnesota state like i think you said something about watching the highlights of them the weekend before this not the arizona state series but whoever they played the weekend before about how it it kind of felt like the break has revitalized them and put them in a spot of lighting a fire under them to like be like this is our conference we're gonna find a way to win it right that
0: it was it was northern, and I just but felt I, like they they bottled them up. There was there was nothing northern was going to do. Yeah, and they haven't done that to anybody this year, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, and if they get the goaltending down the stretch, and they got it last weekend, like there, there's no reason that team won't be there at the end. And like honestly, I would not be surprised if this season comes down to the Michigan Tech Minnesota State series for who wins McNaughton Cup I really would not be surprised it, and but I also wouldn't be surprised if it's something where if they split somebody else wins it yeah whether it's Bemidji or Bowling Green but like if somebody takes more than 3 in that weekend I, like I would not be surprised if somebody wins that series they're winning the McNaughton Cup but I, I don't know it would be really crazy to me for the team that Joe has talked about winning five games wins the McNaughton Cup. <laughs> right.
3: Um, I in the end the biggest thing I want to see is someone other than the Minnesota State win it. I'm so tired of that whole Minnesota State so much better than everybody conversation which it's not in any way not true. <laughs> the last few years they had an a step above but it would be great to see us not have them win the league for a change. I think it'd be good for the league in general to have somebody else win the regular season for the first time in a few years. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, Harrison, anything else you want to say? Otherwise, we can let you go since I know you want to, you didn't plan on spending an hour and a half with us.
0: Battle Royale. See you on Friday. See ya. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Have a safe trip up. It's nice. down here. That's no,
0: have a safe
3: trip over there then. <laughs>
2: Ready? Showtime on May 3rd. Summer starts with the Fall Guy.
3: Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad
2: decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall
3: Guy. the poster said?
2: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Cause I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are
0: you into? Talking.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. it PG 13.
1: We fund everything at Tech Hockey Guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at Patreon.com/techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, Instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access, or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have fifteen percent discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from two to fifty
0: dollars per month.
1: Again, sign up at patreoncom guide. Oh, I remembered my question. Did you guys? Oh, yeah. Did you guys travel home for the GLI each night?
0: No, stayed at the JW. You did. And also, the whole team. Mind, uh, or the you? whole team. Okay. So the whole team. I live in Grand Rapids. Okay. So I live seven, t- seven tenths of a mile from the rink at Van Andel. The first night, or now, the night before the tournament, for some reason there was a free hotel room. So I got the hotel room and we did spa night. It was amazing. <laughs> and then I, then I stayed at home. I stayed at home. It was a mile from my house. And I was like, ah, free $400 hotel room. Good for me. But, the whole, t- but yeah. the whole team ah.
1: stayed in town.
0: We did stay in town.
1: Okay. Did yeah. the pep band go home?
0: The pep band went home to Jenison High School.
1: Oh, that, that was a high school? Okay.
0: Right.
3: Got it. That explains the yellow bus then, Tim. Yeah, it does explain the,
1: <laughs> the actual school bus. Yeah, no no comment. But we were very happy
0: that they came to play for us. Instead. <laughs> Anyways. That's all I got.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate it.
0: Yeah. See you guys soon.
2: Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, I probably have to drop off too because for some reason it's nine thirty and the kid is still not sleeping.
1: Well, is there anything else we want to talk about? I think we can kind of wrap it up anyway. No,
3: Harrison's always uh, Harrison's always good for. Uh, (laughs) covering everything with him right he's not he's a guest that stays for the whole conversation not just the guest well (laughs) he
1: didn't want to today because he has to get up early to do his (laughs) thing tomorrow so i kind of figured this would happen but i also didn't want to hold him any longer so uh yeah i don't think there was really anything else that i wanted to talk about from the joe show anyway was there anything from the first half that you wanted to talk about rob
3: that you remember? No, I was. Other than I what mean, we that's touched on. Just, uh, yeah, that's what we touched on already, I think, is uh, the, the, that all that was there. There wasn't uh, too much otherwise.
1: One minute remaining in the podcast. All right. Well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com tech hockey guide. Um, we've got various levels. Um, one other thing that I'll mention is I just ordered some more uh samples for our uh, commerce store we're probably going to be posting that shortly after I get them home and wash them a few times to see how they hold up um cuz that's a big thing to see how it holds up uh, and I don't want you guys spending 25 40 dollars on stuff and and four washes in it looks like crap so um we're probably going to be putting together a hat order here soon um I'm hoping to get uh, to follow up with the guy on that here locally to get samples made um, so we can get some pictures taken and get that posted and probably end up doing like a group order pre-order type thing. Um, let's see. Follow us on Twitter at chasing MacPod or at tech hockey guide. You can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook or on our Patreon page. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um we have a Discord channel. If you guys are interested in that and haven't found it yet, just just let us know and we can provide you the link to get on there. That's also a good place to ask questions and just be a part of the community where we have like uh, game chats and get into arguments about the Wild and the Red Wings and had to separate ourselves there. So, uh, yeah, that's always been fun. Um,
3: Did you guys actually separate yourselves there and not because of that? I, didn't re- I don't pay enough attention to that channel.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is a there is now a Minnesota Wild uh, thread and a Detroit Red Wings thread, and you're not supposed to go on the other one unless you have something good to
3: say. I, I didn't realize that had to happen. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't care about the NHL, though. So this, that's no, it makes sense.
1: Uh... But that's also why we added that line at the beginning of the podcast to stir the pot some more for Matt, because he hates the whole state of hockey thing. <laughs> um, if you can't find the podcast on your site of choice please let us know and we'll make it happen the more you rate, review, and share the more people we can reach to tell your friends uh, if you leave a five star rating on Apple Podcasts Dustin's will read the review you leave no matter what it says so let's get some ratings and see what you guys have to say uh, once again thanks to our sponsors Fibke, Dental and Rhinelander, Wisconsin and Lavonia Technical Services special thanks to Mitch Lake for recording our introduction and our patron saint Doc McGresen First generation donation to get this thing running. We hope you enjoy. Finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at thankynotes.bandcamp.com.
3: No,